The Church Media Podcast, episode 189, Huddle Up with Kenton Waldrum and Adam McLaughlin, part one. Let's do it. This is the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. Exclusive interviews and church media training from From the the best best minds minds in ministry ministry and Christian Christian entertainment. entertainment. Useful, practical content in the areas of audio, Audio, lighting, video, video, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, welcome to this week's show. This week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Church Banners. They are your source for church banners, praise banners, and portable displays. From inside your sanctuary to outside in the church parking lot, they have a huge selection of church banner designs for you to personalize absolutely free. You can check them out at churchbanners.com. That's churchbanners.com. Also, be sure to continue the conversation with us on Facebook this week in the Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Adam and Kenton, our guests on today's show, will be jumping into the group this week, taking your questions and being available to you. We're also looking into doing a live broadcast with those guys, either this week or next week. So that is the Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Be sure to jump in to the group and continue the conversation today. This week on the show, I welcome church communications strategist Adam McLaughlin and the owner of Church Banners, Kenton Waldrum. We'll be talking about their new book, Huddle Up, which is all about first impressions at your church. We believe that the worship experience starts in the parking lot. So everything you do leading into the room on Sunday matters. I'm talking with Adam and Kenton about the key players that you need to have on your First Impressions team. We'll get that conversation rolling right after this. Hey guys, Carl here. I want to tell you about some great partners of ours over at churchbanners.com. From outside in your parking lot to inside your lobby, atrium, or sanctuary, Church Banners provides a huge selection of designs, which they will personalize free of charge for you. They print banners in many different sizes and for any season of the year. They have welcome banners, banners for Christmas, fall, Thanksgiving, Easter, or other holidays. They are a perfect fit with what we do here at 1230 and helping you transform your worship experience. They make the spaces in your church look awesome and can provide a great touch to the atmosphere you are creating for your congregation. They are owned and operated by believers with a heart to communicate the message of Jesus Christ through creative arts. Each banner design can be customized for your next sermon series, your Welcome Center, VBS, conference, or any experience that you are creating at your church. Right now, for a limited time, they're offering an additional 10% off their entire store. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to churchbanners.com forward slash Carl, that's C-A-R-L, churchbanners.com forward slash Carl. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, today I welcome Kenton Waldrum from churchbanners.com and church communications expert. He paid me to say that. Uh, Adam McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin, back to the podcast. Guys, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, thanks for having for... us, Carl. So, yeah, thanks, uh, Carl. We appreciate it. 
So, Adam, set the record straight. McLaughlin, McLaughlin. It's McLaughlin with like a k k sound. Gotcha. So, like, gotcha. if McDonald's made locks, then it would be Mick Lock Land. Thank it's. you. Because, you know, that's the all, that's all <clears throat> the buzz around the, the Facebook groups now is how do you pronounce his last name? Well, I know now that we all have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff sorted out, we all have perfect websites. We don't have much else to talk about. So we have to go to last name pronunciations. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Kenton, uh, you're new to the podcast. Why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about uh, churchbanners.com uh, and what you guys do over there? Yeah, absolutely. So we are Church Banners, and we try to print everything from outside to inside for churches to give them a good first impression. So that's how me and Adam connected several years ago, uh, just because we have a heart to make sure churches understand how to communicate that in who they are, you know? So, and as a business owner, we, I mean, we really have a passion to make sure a church, if it's launching and it's brand new, has everything they need to communicate that from the outside to the inside. And the same thing from an older church, trying to look fresh and connect with new, you know, families and things like that. We, you know, we think we have great products that can help them with that. But at the end of the day, we, we really don't think our products are what's, you know, what it is. The more people you have on your volunteer staff, the more people you have show up and have buy-in at your church, that's what's going to communicate who you are from the outside to the inside, yeah. right? Yeah. And so our little handhelds and things like that that we do that are cute, you know, in today's thing to hold, it's really more about the faces that people are seeing, it is about those signs, you know, yeah. and from somebody who sells signs, I, I really don't want to sell a ton of signs. I really want to sell more for churches to really focus in on their groups, train them up well, and know that these are tools that can be used, but the people, if they can have buy-in, man, it's going to, that's going to transform that church, you know, from the inside out. Yeah. You know, we were uh, talking before we started recording that uh, kind of our belief is that the worship experience starts in the parking lot, that it goes from parking lot to parking lot. Absolutely. And what you yeah. guys do uh, is incredible with that, because as soon as I get out of my car, if I see uh, clear signage, if I see people holding uh, signs that, uh, you know, encourage me or that point yep. me in the right direction, you know, yep. man, that that's awesome. So well, walk something me through else that. from there. Yeah. Well, just like me and Adam were talking about earlier, um, when you're coming from the outside and you're seeing those white pole banners and say it's a it's a hundred year old church. And we're freshening up the outside, you know, just the fonts you use to put on that banner that's out there is going to yeah. communicate that you're relevant with today, like what's going on today. If you're using a, an older style font, you're communicating that, hey, we're, we're a more traditional style service inside. And this is what to expect when you go from outside to inside. This is what it's going to feel like. If you're using fun, fresh, you know, something related to like Hillsong or, you know, anything like that that feels new and young and modern on the outside, you're hopefully going to communicate that from outside and it'll still stay true from the inside. And then all the way into the sanctuary, it'll yeah. still have the same feel. Right. Yeah. So just from using fonts, things like that. And then uh, the same thing with not just banners, but <clears throat> from the parking lot, having people out there on a team, the way they're dressed is going to communicate from people yeah. when they're driving by whoa, that's what they look like. Hey, I yeah. want to be a part of that, right? Yeah. Or eh, maybe that's not my people. You know, Maybe mine is the next church down the road that has people outside as well. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, I'm 
we try it at our church. I go to Antioch um, in Dallas, and we try to have all different blends of our church outside from old to young, outside greeting. So they know what to expect when they're coming. So we have empty nesters coming in and we have young, really young, you know, 20 year old, you know, families coming in that, you know, brand new to that. And we, we want them to see that from the outside, how we're dressed and we're very relaxed t-shirts, jeans looking. Expect when you come in, you know how to be comfortable and be dressed when you come in. Well, you guys are providing awesome tools and uh, it's looking great. I know of a lot of churches. Uh, you guys create great tools for that first impressions team. Um, Adam, uh, catch us up a little bit. You were, you've been on the podcast uh, a couple of times with me, uh, but catch us up since you've um, been on. Uh, besides you driving through and our family, our home being the best stop on your co- cross-country <laughs> tour. Um, I mean, I, you don't have to say that. I, I, we know that. But uh, anyway, catch us saying. up. <laughs> catches up, man. Yeah, so uh, in August, uh, my family and I about, bought a travel trailer. We completely re-renovated it and re-renovated. I'm sorry, tripping over my words today. We completely renovated it, and we've been traveling through Canada and the United States visiting different churches. So uh, we've been on the road about seven months, and uh, we've been able to stop at about 20 churches in that time. So I'm able to take that experience of what is it like to be a first-time in visitor at all these different churches, and then integrate that with Kenton's passion for helping churches reach first-time visitors. And that's kind of where we we melded these two ideas to come up with uh, the ebook that we created, Huddle Up. And uh, I visited churches of 20 people. I visited churches of 20,000 people and uh, everything in between so I'm really excited to put those ideas together and, and really help churches make an incredible first impression. So uh, that's kind of where the ebook, you know, that that thought process stemmed from. All right. So I want to talk about your book. You guys put together this ebook, Huddle Up, uh, five essential players on your first impressions team. And uh, before we dive into the content of the book, uh, Kenton, why don't you tell me uh, how the book came about, why you guys chose to, to put it together? Yeah. Absolutely. So again, just like Adam said, it's our, I mean, it's, it's a passion. So I'm a, um, a team captain at my church for just doing greeting. I've been at my church for a very long time, but I just asked the volunteer because I have a heart to really connect, um, families. I, I have three kids. I'm in that season of life and just really have a heart to see people come in and, and know what to expect from the outside in. Same thing with what we sell here. My passion at the church is I really want to see somebody's life transformed today when they came in on that Sunday. And we have 52 Sundays to do it, right? And so our church is not the one I go to. We're not an event-based church. We don't have other activities. It's Sunday morning and then it's life groups. And so for us, it's connecting people's hearts to other people and getting them into the passion, you know, of Jesus and showing them who Jesus is. And so yeah, that's really where it came from. It's how do we do this well? I talked to so many pastors of, hey, I just need to grab XYZ product, throw it out there, and that's going to help, right? Instead of, no, 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 you don't understand. Like this Sunday, it's it's a it's a husband and wife who are struggling. They've driven by your church so many times, and today's the day where they decided, okay, let's go. Last-ditch effort. Let's just go in there. Let's see what can happen you know, save a marriage. Right. And that's this Sunday. That's next week for some churches around the country. Right. 
And so we got to be prepared every single week when these guys are coming in to connect them, you know, to who we are, you know, and show them Jesus. So we can't just think of, Hey, our welcome team is just, Hey, make sure the door is open. And there's somebody there to open the door and say, hi. And then they just kind of walk in and go somewhere. Right. Or don't just think of it as, Hey, make sure like Steve, who's always around and always happy, just is at the door, open it for everybody. Mary's by the check-in counter, making sure when they come in, she can help answer questions. And then that's kind of it. We, and, you know, and then the follow-up happens later on in the week from the other ministers if they fill out a paper or something. That's not good. That's not good enough. And that's not showing them that you care, right? And so to do that, you can go grab a whole bunch of people who have the same heart, but you really got to train them up and show them what their role is and the reason why we're going to do it like this today, right? Instead of, hey, I'm passionate about making sure you're connected and I want to walk and talk with you the whole way. But this Sunday part of the team is like, you know, we can go through the book or whatever later, but this week I'm outside in the parking lot and my whole role is not really to walk and talk with them forever. It's to make sure they see a friendly face. I can be helpful with them out there and then pass them on to another team member who's been trained up to know their designated role. And then they go do it. And this week it's a sacrifice while we're, while we're, you know, greeting and, you know, it's a service this week. So this week we're a tool. So we don't get to hang out with our friends as much and, and, you know, talk and have that kind of conversation. Today, we're all focused on Jesus, the heart that he has for these people that are coming in the door this week. And so that's, that's what we're trying to do from outside to the inside to all the way into the sanctuary. Yeah. So again, I want to uh, keep bringing us back to this idea that the worship experience starts in the parking lot. It is from parking lot to parking lot. And we kind of, at, at our ministry, we we help different groups. We help the production team, the teaching team, the worship team, the communications team, and the first impressions team. We want to provide tools that right. each one of those teams can uh, create and plan and execute an amazing worship experience all yes. the way through. Okay, so this book that you guys uh, have put together really hits on that first impressions group, um, and you walk through five players, and I want to I want to walk through each of those teams. Um, so, Adam, okay. let me ask you this first: Why are these five players um, so important to the worship experience? So, I, I think that one of our jobs is to help break down stereotypes of what church is about, right? And when somebody comes to your church for the first time, they already have an idea of what this is going to be like. And we want to reinforce the positive ideas and we want to help them break down the negative ideas, right? So if they have the idea that, you know, I need hope, so I'm coming to church because I need to find hope, how can we reinforce that positive idea? If they're coming to church thinking like, I'm coming because it's Mother's Day and I'm doing this for my mom, and uh, but church is all about staunchy and all they want is my money and, you know, it's not a comfortable place to be. It's just something you put up with. How can we break down that barrier so they can really hear the genuine message uh, uh, and find hope in Jesus? And so most churches that I've experienced actually have all five of these players in place um, from a position standpoint, but not necessarily that they view them as part of the first impressions team. So what we're really doing is we're helping churches align that first impressions concept to all of these five players. And then we're also 
we help create the, you know, what I loved about working with Kenton on this project is he, he has such a heart and a passion for, uh, for helping people really break through the distractions and hear the true message of Jesus. And so where I come at it from a very, uh, not necessarily analytical, but functional perspective, um, Kenton comes at it with like really focused on the why. So why are we really doing this? And then I'll bring the perspective of, you know, the guy who's, who is really great at striking up a conversation said on your first impressions team, but he's not the guy to be holding the door. And the reason is he's going to stop every single family coming through the door and strike up a conversation. And that's going to hold up the door or that's not going to, that's going to mean a different family has to go through a different door and they don't get the door held for them. Right? So it's not just about, Hey, who's friendly and who can we put in the parking lot? There's actually different functions and different people that serve different purposes. And so, uh, you know, just working with Kenton really to help create that clarity and help give each of those positions a why. Good. So let's talk through each of those seats on the bus. Okay. So the five seats are parking lot, door holder, greeter, hospitality, and team captain. Right. Okay. So let us, uh, and I think, maybe this isn't necessarily true. I was thinking that maybe it's like I get out of my car and this is the process of people that I'm going to interact with. Uh, may or may not be true, but let, let's start in the parking lot. Okay. So let's, uh, uh, Kenton, maybe talk about this one. Why is it essential, uh, to have a parking lot, a designated parking lot team? Well, let's, let's break it down as well by kind of the size of churches, right? So how big your area is, where you're coming, you know, where visitors are coming from, <clears throat> some places um, might be hard to find. Churches that are inside of a shopping center, uh, kind of over in a corner, things like that, right? Then you have big campus churches um, where it, you, you're not sure the designated parking spots to where you need to go take your kids in, right? Or where visitors need to come around to go through the doors. So there's there's kind of before you even do parking lot, there's kind of that focus from a from a team perspective before you send out your parking lot attendants of how are we gonna funnel all of them in and how are they gonna find us, right? Because we have a church in the middle with parking lot all around and doors everywhere. Or we have a church over here with only, you know, access on this side and this side. How we need to funnel them and get them to only see one way. How are we gonna do that? With our people. Right. And then with some some tools of, of banners and whatnot outside. But the that's the that's the very first part is how are we going to make sure they see us? They know where to come in. Not only that, how are we going to advertise our um, our passion to want to love them and to those who aren't coming in? Right. Like we want to show it off. Let's not just be a brick and mortar and they have to come in to see us. We need to be outside so that they see our faces. We're friendly, like we're waving. We don't it doesn't matter if you're coming in this week or not. We're here for you. This is what we do. We're, we're a place for you to come in. We're a safe place. This is home, right? Which is why a lot of people put out, you know, welcome home banners, things like that. But it, it's true. We want you to feel like it's a safe place to come into. But the only way we're going to be able to communicate that is to be out there, right? So that's who those people yeah. are. They're out there to do that. They do have tasks that you need to train them up in of how we interact, how we help. Let's not be aggressive when a mom shows up with her three kids and overwhelm her, right? But let's let's keep our our eyes out to make sure, like, hey, don't don't scare her, you know. But let's go and let's help if we need to. Don't send three guys 
send one, right? You know, there's, right. it depends on your team size. And from the perspective going back again, some churches may only have what, 50, 60 people come into church that Sunday. So your volunteer team just to help with everything is probably going to be knocked down to like 10, right? So it's still important out of that 10 that you still have somebody that's outside. You still need that person, preferably more than just one. But if you only have about that many people, you know there's only going to be a few cars, you know, coming on a weekly basis. You can you can kind of see and then expand that out for how many more people come to your church, three, four, five hundred to thousands, right? Then we need to get more people out there to show our face, to show who we are, right? So yeah. that's where the parking lot comes from. And there's there's different tasks that you're going to have for that. As a team captain, when you're training them up, you know, I would. I would highly recommend having a weekend, you know, DNA, let's get to know each other. Let's build this up. This is the why, this is why we're doing this every single week. We have 52 weeks to make a difference this year. Yeah. Right. On these people coming in, we have 52 weeks to like advertise our excitement and our love for them as they drive by and go do whatever they're doing this Sunday. Right. But then maybe it makes a difference where they come back that following, you know, that following week or two weeks from now or a month from now. Right. Adam, do you have something with that? Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I visited a church for the first time. We'd never heard of the church. Literally. It was the the closest available church to our campground. That's how we chose it. And this was a fairly small congregation that had just built a brand new, larger building. So this building was, let's say in the middle of their parking lot and it had three major entrances. So my GPS, when I, I mean, on their church website, punched in their address, my GPS took me to an entrance of their driveway that they didn't consider their main entrance. So it wasn't manned. Uh, we let ourselves in the door and, and didn't know where we were going next. So one thing I would recommend is find out where your GPS is actually taking people when they punch yeah. in your address, right? So if you meet in a high school, what is the closest door to the GPS, where the GPS is going to take people when they try and find your church. And if you are in a situation where you aren't uh, the size of team that can man every single door, then put up uh, some kind of signage at the other doors, you know, it might say, please use the South entrance and then put your volunteers at the door that is closest to where the GPS is actually taking people, not necessarily the entrance that you want to be the main entrance. Right. So, uh, you know, in the case where you don't have people to staff every single possible entrance, mm. you know, a nice sandwich uh, board, um, an A-frame board that you can take with you set up really quickly that points to a proper entrance will allow you to create a really focused experience at a single entrance uh, rather than trying to spread out across multiple entrances. Good. So while we're still in the parking lot, how how do we, because uh, I've been to several churches where the parking lot guys are basically kind of useless, or they're like, <laughs> about like, you will go to this spot, you will go. To, uh, so how do you balance, or maybe what are some of the tasks that you guys would recommend that parking lot team be responsible for? Yes, yeah. I'll jump in on this for go sure. For this is the training. This is that training, right? When you start your team, when you're creating this team, if you already have this team, bring them back and let's have this training um, about the why, right? It's always going to go back to the why. So if you're at a church where, and I've been to one too, where there's a bunch of guys out at Vest and they're telling you where to go and that's your parking lot and that's what you think of as your parking lot team, you've missed the why. Like that's the practical sense of 
we'll get the car in here and this is where it goes. You know, and I've been in a place where I, I showed up to a church for a Christmas Eve service, didn't know how to come in and go out. It's huge and I'm going the wrong way. And in the parking lot guy though, instead of being frustrated, he's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, y'all have a great Sunday. We we're so glad you're here and kind of waving. You could tell he was a little frustrated with all the visitors going the wrong way. But we're visitors. We don't we don't know what we're doing, right? But yeah. his face showed the, hey, we still love you. Like that guy was trained. Instead of the guy getting frustrated, he's on a mic, he's trying to get people to turn around and all that kind of stuff. Like he had grace for us for making that mistake, right? That's that's super tiny, but it made a big impact on my heart of like, wow, they really care. And so just from the practical sense of what can be done for those parking lot guys, it's the smile, you know, like, hey, make sure we're smiling. And when you're not parking, make sure you're waving. And then when you see a mom show up or a family show up and they look new, make sure you offer to help carry something if need be. And if not, make sure at least you walk them all the way to the door, just, you know, talking to them, asking them how their week is, whatever, just friendly conversation to show that we care and then pass them on to the next person, you know, at the door, make sure they get through the door and they get onto the next team. But that's the why, because we care. You are coming here. We're honored to have you. We're hosting you. We want to make sure you have everything you need. So we're not here to just point you. Like right. parking lot guys who just point. Same thing with door holders that just open, you know, to a, a, an attendant at an info desk that says that's the way to the restroom or whatever. Like we're not a pointing team. We we good. care about you. So we're going to be with you through it. Right. Good, good, good. So. Yep. That's that's uh, that's really good stuff. And I think it's super important to keep the why in front of you. Your why is not putting the cars in the right spots. That is not the why right. of a parking team. Um, in fact, it was interesting. I was at uh, a church last night <clears throat> and or yesterday, rather, and it started uh, raining uh, and the golf cart was parked like right and near the parking lot. No guys around it. No, is I don't even know why it was there. And my wife and I were walking out. We're going. If there was any time to use the golf cart with the covered things, it is this moment right now, guys. Right. Like, where <laughs> is the parking team that can go pick people up, or the guys with the umbrellas? Um, right. You know. So I think that the you know keeping the why in front of you that it's it's caring for people, hosting people, right. welcoming people, um, right. and not um, you know cars. Well, they are traffic just, just to hit that from the parking lot, you know, creating that experience, that worship experience. <clears throat> they're the reason they're the first, they're the very first touch. Very point. first impression. They yeah. matter. So you don't want to get your, your grumpy people out there that are going to get frustrated and like point people and, and they need it all to be done this, this way, or it's going to be a problem. Like you don't want that person out there in love, right? Like we still love you. Bob, Hank, George, whatever. Yep. But maybe can you help us like coordinate and get some stuff set up? But maybe not be the person that's going right. to be walking right. the parking lot. <laughs> exactly. Right. We need we need friendly faces. If that's what your church is about, then yeah. that's that's the place you're going to invest right. in and train up. Yeah. Right. Good. All right, Adam, let's move to the next team, and that is door holder. So I know that like people might be listening to this and like, really? We're we're spending a whole podcast on parking lot and door holder. Yeah, because it matters incredibly, the first impression 
that that people come in and going back out to the parking lot. That impression right. matters a great deal. So, Adam, get us into door holder. Yeah, so I kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but the door holder really has to be uh, friendly and approachable um, in a way that somebody could ask them a question, but at the same time, they can't be the person who can start up a conversation with uh, anyone who might visit, you know, and within 10 seconds, they've got a 20-minute conversation. Now there's a lineup at the door. It could be that person as long as they have the self-control to know that that's not what their job is today, right? right. Uh, and then the other thing is we want to be sure that they have that uh, personality to recognize somebody who is their friend in the in the context of their position and also realize, you know, now is not the time to make uh, plans for the game after church, right? Again, it's going to hold up that line at the door. So, so as much as it sounds like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull open the door handle, that's my responsibility. It's not really. That might be your function, but your responsibility is continue that welcoming experience, right? And, and treat people like a VIP. I, I love what uh, Kenton just hit on with the smile. So one of the, one of the tricks that can be used is in, in any of these positions, but specifically parking lot door holder, where you're you're there, you're welcoming people, but you're you're functionally helping them keep move. Um, what you can do is is create a trigger that reminds them to smile. So, for instance, um, let's say you're going to say that name tags remind me to smile. So, whenever I look down and see my name tag, my conscious decision is: Am I smiling? Right. Whenever I look across <clears throat> to another door holder and I see their name tag. I think to myself, am I smiling? Um, another way to do that is to say like, uh, you know, necklaces or watches or uh, buttons on a shirt. So it sounds odd, but when I see buttons on a shirt, I remind myself to smile. And it's just this consistent Good. trigger. You know, we could, we could have a, a huddle meeting and we, we're going to talk about, you know, today it's really important to smile. And let's say that person's holding the door for 20 minutes before service and 10 minutes after service starts. So that's a 30 minute window. They might remember to smile for three of those minutes. But if you give them a trigger, so whenever I see uh, buttons on a shirt, that reminds me to smile. Um, then for that entire time, they're reminding themselves to smile. But yeah, the ideal door holder is someone who has a, you know, a confident smile and a handshake. And they understand the importance of redirecting a conversation to the next person in line, which, you know, is going to be that uh, greeter. And so if somebody is holding up the line at the door, it could be a really great indication that they are a, a valuable asset on your first impressions team, but may not be suited perfectly for the door. Right. Good. Um, okay. Kenton, any thoughts on door holder? Uh, no, he hit it. Well, I mean, it's, it really does matter about that person not getting caught up in conversation, right? Like it's important to just keep the funnel moving and keep the passing on to the next person who can walk them in and, and kind of connect them into where they need to go. Right. So you're just playing host. We're here in the South. We're in Texas. You know, we want to make sure everybody gets a big old howdy and we open the door and they feel, they feel that welcome presence continue on. Right. Yeah, so good. yeah, door hurdle. Okay, let's move to greeter. Uh, so, Kenton, why don't you tackle this one at first? Uh, what is the difference between the door holder and the greeter? 
Door holder is literally holding a door and opening it and saying hello and making sure they're they're coming in, right? That can be on an outside door, inside door, wherever, but they're always positioned in those different areas to make sure people are coming in. Not having to open any doors whatsoever. We want to make sure a stroller is getting pushed in and we got people there to a friendly hello. The greeter is the next touch point. It's where the door holder, if they need to bring somebody in, they're going to pass them on to the greeter who's going to play host basically walk them around and give them kind of the tour campus, right? If you're small, it's going to be an easy walk and it's going to be a quick conversation and you're going to get them to the next spot. And that person is basically going to help them out on, Hey, this is where our restrooms are located. This is where our coffee and tea is located. This is where, um, you know, you can sign up for, to get more information about how to connect to a home group, whatever, right? That's, that's those people. Um, on the other side of it, it's a really nice thing that that greeter is basically going to be – I keep going back to families. That's uh, just where my heart just pours out right now. But when you have a brand-new family that comes in and they've, they've gotten help from the parking lot, they passed it on, door holder has you know, helped invite them in, saying welcome, and, and now you're inside, that, that greeter is basically going to take the stress off the mom and dad as they've got their three kids, whatever, to go check in. And they're basically going to not have to make them look for the signage and where do I go and how do I get here or there? You're going to connect. Hey, you know, let's get you in, you know, and then you're going to walk them all the way around to the kids' check-in station. And then you're going to introduce them and you're going to stay with them and you're going to introduce them to whoever is in charge over there to start logging in their information and typing it out. Through that time it could be a very long distance and so you've had time to connect and ask how they're doing and how they got here and connect with the kiddos or it could be a very short window either way you're going to take the stress off of them trying to figure out where i go and you're going to walk it through which is why again Good. we sell signs to do wayfinding but we don't want a sign to be used for like it, it needs to be there but we want you to have people to do what signs are, are doing right? right so our heart is to make sure they they find a voice, they find somebody, and they just they just put it on cruise control. They don't have to stress over where to go, get those kids checked in, and then get back out there and, and go get your coffee, you know, and then come in and, and relax and come feel the presence of Jesus, you know, in our worship yeah. experience. So, Adam, you you and I have talked about this uh, some as we've hung out that, and I've said it a million times that the that the some of the frustration in visiting churches is the kids check in point. Yeah. And it'd be nice to have a greeter, like you were saying, Kenton, that can physically walk me over to the station, has a clue what's going on there, not just, right. I, I don't, can I, I need to find somebody, uh, hey, um, do you, that that right. gets frustrating very quickly. Um, but that here's, actually, no, go ahead. Well, here's something else about the greeter. The greeter, this is the one who's going to tell the story of your church. This is the person when you come in and you've passed like the impression from outside, the impression from the hello coming in the doors. This person is telling your story about the church, about the why. I mean, it's it's they have a passion to be here. That's why they're doing it. They have a passion to connect people, whether it's young, you know, professionals, uh, whatever coming in the door. They're going to tell the story as they're walking and connecting you. Right. Like they have that opportunity. They may not do it on every time. You're going to figure out if this person really wants to be talked to or not. And you're going to have those eyes to see what this person needs this morning. But most times you're going to tell the story of 
who we are. Mm. You know, we're glad you're here. How did you find us? Oh, great. We have such a passion for missions and connecting people around the world. I want to take you over to this place. If that's what you're hearing from the people coming in. But this is the moment where that person, that greeter is so important to know everything. Like you're saying, Carl, they, they have to have, they have to understand everything. They, they do have to have a clue about what's going on, which is why this team needs to be meeting, you know, in the morning way ahead of time, not only praying for what's about to come this Sunday, but to just give out the, Hey, this is what's going on. Right. You know, if, if these questions come up, direct them to X person, Y person, whatever, you know? Yeah. And for Um, those teams to talk to each other beforehand. So for instance, the greeting team, team captain, whoever this, this, uh, this team is needs to talk to kids check in ahead of time and figure out, okay, if I have a family come up that needs to check in, what is the process they need to follow? Who do I need to give them to? Okay. I give them to you. Okay. I got it. Now I can go back to my position and a family comes in. Now I know where to go. So to have teams talk to each other, not just kids check in, but let's say uh, missions or guest services or whatever those positions might be where the auditorium is, where the bathroom right. are. Like I need right. to have that as a team captain, I need to have that information so that I can share that with the greeting team, hospitality. I can share that with my teams. Adam, how, how have you uh, experienced this? Yeah. So since we uh, released this ebook, I visited a church and they had a, a really great greeting team who, um, you know, he knew uh, the guy who was who was um, hosting us, he knew when to make conversation. He knew when, like, you know, I'm an introvert, so <laughs> I only had a few things to say. My wife had a lot to say, so he knew to make conversation with her but still continue to make eye contact with me, so I felt, you know, he was just he was just killer at this. And one thing that I found really interesting was as soon as service was done, he was actually waiting outside the auditorium for us. And when we walked back through the door, he said, Adam, Celine, Celine's my wife, Adam, Celine, how did you enjoy service? Like he was right there to have a conversation with us. And then he said, by the way, let's walk down to the kids hallway. I'll show you exactly where to pick up the kids. So it's not just a pre-service thing. I mean, if you really want to make an incredible first impression, we visited 20 churches. This has happened one time and they're the one church that we're talking about right now. So if you really want to make that impression. Uh, When we talk about parking lot to parking lot, it's not just before service, but also being available after service. Um, And in a smaller team context, that might look like making sure that people are at the information center or making sure that your greeters are standing outside the auditorium. Um, But in this context, he, he remembered our names and he said, let's walk down. I'll show you exactly where to pick up the kids. Did you have any questions about what happened for service today? So just an incredible experience top to bottom. Yeah. And I think uh, there is a line between creepy or stalk, stalking someone <laughs> right. and a great first impression. There is that line. Uh, but you remember them. I mean, you, yeah, you, absolutely. you so uh, that's that's good. Um, well, there's and, one more and, like one more key it. part to this is on the greeter. This is where you need to have a you know a few of them depending on the size of your church. Yes, because you are tag teaming. So the moment yeah. that person gets connected and they're walking all the way through, that's an empty position now. Yeah. So you need more people there to walk again another person. And you and this is the greeter. This is the time when it's okay to get stuck in a relation in a conversation. This is relationship yeah. building right now. You know yeah. we're telling the story and building a relationship. So 
this is the moment where you're okay to do that. But knowing that you need more greeters to make sure they can connect yes. as you've emptied your position. Yeah, yeah that's and I will a very say good that, point. That church that, uh, where the greeter met us at the, um, the auditorium on the way out of service, they actually had a, a, a greeter position specifically for their kids' department. So they understood that the person who manned the door or the person who, you know, connects with you as soon as you walk through the door isn't necessarily the same person who knows all the ins and outs of where the kids' classrooms are. So he walked us to the kids' classrooms where there was – or the kids' uh, hallway. It was They are meeting in a high school. The kids' hallway where there was a greeter there who was able to take over the conversation, show us which classes our three boys went to. And then the greeter initially that you know was connecting with us was there with us and took us to the auditorium after we dropped our kids off. So it's not necessarily a matter of um, one person needs to know everything. They really need to know where to find the answers. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training. Hey, 1230 family, this is Adam McLaughlin. I just wanted to tell you about my new ebook with Kenton Waldrum, the CEO of churchbanners.com. And we've written this ebook called Huddle Up, the five essential players on your first impressions team. And what we've helped do is identify five positions that you need on your first impressions team and the kind of person that you need to recruit for each of those five positions. You can download that ebook for free at firstimpressions.churchbanners.com. If you'd like more information about this episode of our podcast, as well as helpful links, videos, PDFs, and more, plus access to our entire podcast archive, absolutely free, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com. Forward slash 189 will get you to this episode. And you can also watch my full interview with Adam and Kenton. See another video of me and Adam together in person when he visited uh, our home uh, several months ago. We talked about the book and how to get more resources for your team. Uh, It's all at thechurchmediapodcast.com. You can click on 189 and the magic will happen. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week, I welcome Adam and Kenton back again. We'll wrap our discussion up on their book, Huddle Up, and continue walking through the key players that you should have on your First Impressions team. That's next week. And take a minute today and follow us on social media if you would. Just search 1230 Media. We would love to connect with you on social. And jump in on the Making Sunday Happen Facebook group this week. Adam and Kenton will be in the group taking your questions and doing some live broadcasts with us. So ask to join and continue the conversation on Facebook in the Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Check that out today. Thank you guys for listening. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. The Church Media Podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media and produced by David Michael Hyde. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com.